1: Yeah, so I don't know, Al. If it's uh, the power of suggestion, maybe it's just that. Okay. But usually around this time, I start to get a little bit hungry. It's, I mean, sure. it's lunchtime. I'm it's with noon, you. Right? Yeah, I'm with you on that. But and I usually don't eat till I get home, which is somewhere around two, two fifteen, something like that. So I can mm-hmm. usually get, you know, get. The, right now, I feel like I could eat my own hand. I'm starving. Is it just that Chris brought up food? What is it?
2: Uh, I think you look at the clock. I think it, it has sometimes. It's more of a mental thing. I don't know if you ever do that. It's like, oh, well, it's noon. I, I, I'm supposed to be hungry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's 5 o'clock. We're getting close to dinner. Well, of course, I'm supposed to be eating right now. <laughs> I, I, I find myself doing that all the time. Whether I'm hungry or not, it's like, no, no, I'm hungry now.
1: I've never really experienced the um, sensation of not being hungry. It's are, you like a, a are you a
2: breakfast guy?
1: Yeah, I've become one I, I've, I've, okay. I've I've kind of coached myself into it I never re- I like to go out to breakfast and like sit down and have like an eggs Benedict or a brunch or something like that that's fun but to at home I'm not eating a bowl of oatmeal and just kind of sit set up shop for the day that's not my jam.
2: the reason why I ask I'm not a breakfast guy so I could get up have a cup of coffee and go till you know whatever the show ends at one o'clock and then you know start eating that
1: not eat anything till one yeah
2: yeah no problem. The problem is, as the day progresses, I make up more than what I need to make up for what I missed during the morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's 100 backwards. Everything is I, backwards. I just—I think that's yeah, the yeah, it's exact, opposite, exact of the opposite of the way you're supposed to do it. Yep. You're yep. supposed
1: to eat the most that you're going to eat early in the day, and then yep. kind of taper down yep. as you get later in the day. I like that you've kind of flipped it. See what outside. I'm doing here?
2: See what I'm doing? You're, I'm
1: outthinking the system. You're like me with recommendations. You know what you'd love? <laughs> Trav. Never going to watch it. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, you know, I should eat in the morning. I'll eat at midnight. Thank you very much. When you left for a quick second, um, Emily got back into her pitch, and then oh, she, she sent me the to sell text. You again? She sent me the text, and she she even said, "Hey, you know what? It doesn't look like you have a Lakers game tonight. What do you think? <laughs> Watching that episode, kicking back, nice you day out it. there.
3: I, I, I think I, I will. I, I,
2: if I'm just gonna all I if this is the episode that turned her, then I'm sold. Like that's a, that's a, a unique, that's a unique that's uh, a unique pitch right there to say, hey, you don't have to go watch the whole thing. Just watch this one episode and see what happens.
1: You know what I like about it in particular. It's mm-hmm. that you it's not hey, you need to go back to the beginning. It's you can drop in what'd you say, Emily season seven. Season seven, that
0: episode four.
1: You can drop in season seven, episode four, and this will hook you to go back and figure out that because what it means is is you don't need if to if it know doesn't
2: this, hook you, then right,
1: well, and you don't need to know the characters, you don't need to know the, the backstories that if you can drop that late into the series and get hooked by it, okay, not a bad pitch. Send me more literature. I, uh, I I'm not I'm not signing, but I'm I'm listening. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, Chris Taylor, Dodger for at least four more years. There's a yep. player option. Uh, for the fifth year um, 60 million so you know he's getting about 15 million a year which good for him because it's it's really interesting that he doesn't have a position right he is mm-hmm. just a master utility player that he can play sh- and, and it's not like oh he can play first base and third base a lot of guys can do or he can play center field and right field he can play center field. He can play mm-hmm. shortstop. He can play second. He can play third. He can play left field. He can play right field. You lit. And by the way, the DH is coming to the National League. You'd be more than comfortable having him be your designated. Would that hitter. be this year? Is that is that going to be like this it. season? Seems yeah. like it. Yeah, it, it seemed. Remember, they were talking to the World Series that that might be the last p- time a pitcher ever right. got a base hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems likely. I love that they got him back. I thought that you know we were talking about of all the Dodger free agents, who's the most important? I thought Corey Seager was the most important. They didn't get that done. Who's the second most important? I thought it was Chris Taylor, and I'm very happy that he's back. But with all the put, put the free agents aside for a minute, because quite yep. frankly, nobody's doing anything with any free agents for the foreseeable future because of the yep. lockout. Um, the thing that they need to get squared away more than any other thing is finding a way to get Cody Bellinger to be something similar mm-hmm. to what he was prior to the last season and a half. You, you, you want some crazy numbers? Yeah. Cody, Here's Cody Bellinger's regular season numbers from last year.
2: Actually, I changed my mind. I'm good.
1: <laughs> you, you don't want to get depressed? 165 is mm-hmm. his batting average. That's not Clayton Kershaw's batting average. That's not Julio Orias' batting average. Cody Bellinger, a former National League MVP, hit 165. Mm-hmm. He hit 10 home runs okay 10 he drove in 36 and he had an on-base percentage of 240 which is pitcher level it's just exceptionally he probably matched
2: low. all that in just the playoffs
1: his playoff numbers yeah, 353 mm-hmm. he drove in 7 runs he only hit the one home run but again mm-hmm. a, a pretty small sample size and he got on base this is the best part of all his on-base percentage was 436 okay that that's that's elite that's like mike trout kind of stuff that's on base all the time he doesn't need to be that what he needs to be is this guy. Here are his career averages in these these categories. His career average is two fifty seven. If you told me that Cody Bellinger's gonna hit two fifty seven, I'd take, take it. it right now. Yep. He averages in a 162 game season, 27 home runs. Sounds Give it good. to me right now. Mm-hmm. He averages driving in 71 runs a year. Give it to and again, keep in mind, these are with a 10 and a 36 thrown in there. Mm-hmm. His career on base percentage is three forty six. Good. Not great, but good. They need that guy. They don't need the guy that tore the cover off the ball for a season and won an MVP, but they cannot have the guy last year that was an automatic out for five and a half of the six months of the season.
2: You know what's interesting, too, Trav, is the roster that they have right now is actually very similar to the roster that they had before the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Okay, So before the trade deadline, Scherzer wasn't there. Scherzer's not going to be there for this uh, upcoming season. Trey Turner wasn't there, but Corey Seager's gone, so you put Trey Turner where Corey Seager was – And that actually just kind of shows Dodgers were playing great baseball before the trade deadline. There was an idea and the concept of, well, not only do you get Max Scherzer, but you also keep him away from the Padres, or you kept him away from one of those other teams in the NL, or even even if he had gone to the American League. You actually have a very similar roster than before the trade deadline, and the difference could be Cody Bellinger because Bellinger was – so bad for them during the regular season. You know, there were plenty of times where you would do a show and you say, well, he shouldn't be in the lineup. Why is he in the lineup? Got to get this guy but, out. By,
1: by the time we got to July, it, I yeah. didn't understand it. I didn't understand because he wasn't coming out of it. It mm-hmm. just it made no sense. It was like having a second pitcher in the order. It, but, it just didn't make any sense at all.
2: But without having to go out there and, let's just say, go get another bat – Seager signed for $325 million, Mm -hmm. okay? So obviously the Dodgers didn't feel that that was a good game plan. Maybe it's a good game plan for the short term. It's a 10-year deal, right? So they didn't feel like it's a good game plan on on a a long-term perspective. The Bellinger piece becomes more and more interesting because if he can be a player that you're talking about, they were before the trade deadline – a really good team in Major League Baseball. Yep. They're going to be favored uh, coming up this upcoming season. I'm to, and let's let the dust settle. And we got a lot of time to see what ends up happening. What happens to Kershaw? What happens to Jansen? What do, What do they end up doing in the offseason? I know we got to wait until uh, baseball figures out its own issues. But Bellinger could be that that big free agent that came in without going out and getting a big free agent.
1: With, with and it doesn't cost you anything. Right. They don't have to pay him yet. They, yeah. they, they can pay him what they want to pay him. He's at that point in his career where, you know, they, they, it's not a OK, we got to match what the Yankees are going to do or the Rangers are going to do that. They still have control over that situation and how they want to do it. And you're right, because let's go back to these career numbers again. And again, these are career numbers that factor in a historically terrible season. So these are actually a little low. 257 batting average with 27 home runs, 71 runs driven in, and a 346 on-base percentage. If you get something close in that, that's just not a good major league player. That's a borderline all-star player. Hmm. I mean, it, it's not – Bryce Harper. And he's already on your roster, and and, and he's an elite defender. Yep. he runs the bases really well. By all by all accounts, he's wildly popular with his teammates. Like I, I think, had he been something other than a good teammate, last season would have been a disaster. Wow. Even even more so. That just get back to that. Yeah career average number and look we're getting closer to where he is going to get paid right so if he wants to blow this thing out mm-hmm. if he wants to go get paid like a former mvp he's got a he's got to at least Contract, do this yeah, he's got course. to at least do this so i think that's an incredibly valuable piece we haven't really talked about all the free agency but if they can turn that guy back into the all-star caliber player he he has been it's like getting a free guy
2: yeah and and we'll see obviously what eventually happens but i think that's a good observation because you're looking at the roster. And by the way, today's stat Hero of the Day, it is Chris Taylor, because Chris Taylor re-signed with the Dodgers. Four years, sixty million, fifth year option could increase value to seventy three million. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fancy app partner of the Travis and Sleva show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy Sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash seven ten ESPN for a hundred percent deposit match. Travis, maybe they do think that, you know what, we can get a, at least somewhat of a version of what Bellinger was, and there is one of your free agent acquisitions without having to go go out there and bring anybody in
1: at a at a non-free agent price that would be out, outstanding all right so the pitches are continuing they want you to buy that timeshare out let's go to mission viejo and eric eric you're on with travis and Slee. what's up
3: tell us what's going on so to kind of continue this uh the uh, game of thrones pitch you have <laughs> to watch um if you can watch the battle of the bastards which is in games i mean which is in season six okay that's that's like one of the best seasons of all time if you like you know just in my opinion but the battle of the bastards is like one of the the greatest episodes also in my opinion eric, the episode that she was talking about in season seven uh episode four that's a great one too
1: okay let me ask you this eric that particular genre of entertainment is that something you generally like or is game of thrones an outlier
3: No, Game of Thrones is an outlier because it took me a little while to get into it, and the funny thing is I heard Mason talking about it back when season six was about to start. Um, So this was, like, years ago. Mm -hmm. And I tried to watch it, but I couldn't get past the accents, and I couldn't get past, you know... (laughs) You're speaking my language. You're you're saying (laughs) all the things
1: things that I say to my wife for for the reasons I don't want to watch it. You're you're, you're checking them off the list, Eric. It's great.
3: Yeah, Yeah, but it also the perfect mix of sex fighting and you know and that's that's like you know once you get that
1: <laughs> it's all good <laughs> so, yeah. thanks eric appreciate, appreciate it. you
2: calling in
3: okay just just i'm gonna
2: give out this was his presentation i'm just giving out a couple suggestions here okay typically i like to walk into a room and somebody says hey th- thanks for coming i appreciate you being here Take, a seat, can i get you a cup of water can i get you some <laughs> water something to drink here <laughs> What would you mean, have in a cup of coffee a, at least? A rum and Coke here <laughs> I mean, to water. go to your time I mean, show mix?
1: You're going to go run the the sink in the bathroom and fill up a Dixie cup? I mean, let's at least make a cup of coffee here.
2: I love how a bottle of water sounds like the most random thing in a in a in a presentation. I I, I don't know what episode that is. I'm more confused than I was a half hour ago when we started talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm gonna give Emily's episode a shot and then we'll see if we go well. To Emily got excited when
1: when when I think it was Eric that yeah Eric when okay. when he mentioned that episode you got pretty animated.
0: Yes. So Battle of the Bastards is a really good episode, but I feel like it is it's an episode where it's essentially all battle. So, like, it's really hard if you don't like battle scene, if you don't like war movies. It's not a great one to jump in on. The one I suggested does have a battle in it, but it is not the entirety of the episode. So What's that's why I think it's a good What's the
1: rest of the one. episode? Like, is it, is it... It's
0: got a mix of politics. It's got a mix of relationships. It's got a, it's, it's really interesting in a way to, to dive into the world without being, like, totally involved. And Greg agrees. Not... It's getting warmer. Can I getting jump warmer. in here for just a second? I I loved the show. See, this is what
1: Chris was warning us of. Don't yes. get don't get Sedano. No, 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 got no.
0: Not a break. No, no. Yeah, you can go to break in just a second. But it is a great show. The ending was not really all that worth it, but it was still good enough that you should watch the whole thing. And Emily is right, that is a good episode to start on. But really, if you like politics, if you like battles, if you like people, you know, engaging in, in intercourse. Then you're going to... Greg. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a better way to say that. Mickey Mouse is listening. No, right. no, that's okay. I actually was b- being pretty nice about R- it. Romance. Engaging in romance. intercourse. <laughs> ro- ro- romance that's is all. a better
1: way to say that's that. all I heard. Yeah.
0: No, and like all that stuff is <laughs> in there. Goodness. It is It is totally worth watching every single bit of it. Let it go through the first season. The end of the first season will get
2: you no matter what. Hey, leave, Berg, leave. is it... Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, Berg. Is it kind of funny he's, that... He's upset is, with me now. Is, is, is it kind of funny that we are almost in a sense... It's like... We're trying to. I have not watched any of Game of Thrones. I feel like if this is a sports equivalent, we're saying go back to the 2016 season. I'm telling you, the Cavs in the word. Start watching the Cavs game 37 of the regular season. Like I feel like that's. I'm more just going hung back up
1: to. on his use of the I word. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's far dirtier than anything else you could have no, chosen to but say. I mean, yeah. you know, the intention mean, was it is. good. The it's, intention was good. Yeah, but we're not in we're not in tenth grade health. We didn't, we didn't have to.
0: We didn't have to put it. You write it on a piece of paper and put it in <laughs> yeah. the box so that they can uh, I, so that the goodness. teacher can turn it Let's out t- it, they talk about it a ton on Mason and Ireland by the way that's on from uh, 1 to 4 right after you guys All
2: right we got to break <laughs> All right bye I, I love I love that Bergman's piece today on this show was Intercourse.
1: <laughs> Stop saying that. It really, really bothers me. That that word feels terribly inappropriate on this show. I'll say a lot of things. <laughs> that word's not coming out of my mouth. We're gonna do the NFL picks next. Taylor's gonna beat you up yet again, Slee. It's Travis Slee 710 ESPN.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Not gonna
1: lie, Slee Bergman shook me a little bit. Like I'm, I'm a little rattled by no, that. You like, look good, The, bro. E- the end you of that don't last segment. do look good. It was it was just so so clinical. It was just such a disturbing way to discuss a romantic show. I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to recover from it. Uh, Travis Slee. Is it actually watching- <laughs> got me
2: more interested in Game of Thrones.
1: I got an eighth grade health text if you really want to get into that. Dravid <laughs> Sleeves brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. All right, it is time for our week 13. NFL picks. here. where we are, Al. Uh, Taylor... Recap last
2: week. I, yeah. Just recap what happened last week.
1: Taylor had a perfect week. He got mm-hmm. all 10 points to bring the guest total to 48, which has closed the gap. You're still in the lead comfortably uh, with 63 points. I am still far in third place with just 39 points, Al. You had zero points last week. Taylor had 10. You had zero. You still got a big lead. I split the difference. I had five. So that's where zero we are. Zero points. Unbelievable. You're you're in a pretty good spot because yeah. I actually keep track of who picks in which order every week. And this br- kind of breaks your way with the strategy that you've been talking about. Taylor is going to go first. He gets oh, the come first. Come on, pick. I'm a rookie at this. It, well, this I'm is the way learning. it goes. It rotates. It rotates week to week. Okay. And the, the, the guests are up first. We're going to start like we always do with the Rams game at home against the Jacksonville Jags. The Rams are a 13 point favorite. What do you got, Taylor? Doing Rams three. Okay, so he's got the Rams at number three. And uh, I am up next. I have gotten the Rams wrong a lot the last few weeks, not only because I keep picking them to to win these games, but they're, when they're a handful of games, they have one they haven't covered of late. I'm still going to take the Rams, but I'm going to put them at the bottom because 13 points is a ton, Al. What do you have?
2: All right, so I think they're going to try to send a message. I think they – you know, obviously need a game where they win by two touchdowns plus they need it. It's it's critical for, you know, the rest of theirs. when I say critical, I know that Trav you've mentioned this. If they beat the Jags, nobody's gonna pay attention. What are you gonna do against Arizona? Yep. But I think that this game is incredibly important just to look good and kind of feel good. I'll take Rams as well. Taylor, I hate to do this to you, buddy. You got the same pick as me. I go Rams three. (laughs) He's
1: doing exactly what he said
2: he was going to do.
1: That is some dirty pool right there. All right, next game, we've got the – I still want to say San Diego. You've got the LA Chargers in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are three point favorites at home. I'm first here. Uh the Chargers are another team I don't think I've gotten right more than mm-hmm. once or twice through twelve weeks. I'm gonna take Cincinnati. They looked really good last week. The Chargers are kind of all over the map. You never know what you're gonna get. Um I like Cincinnati and I like them at number three.
2: Al. All right. So um I, I kind of had done the same thing i picked chargers last week picked chargers broncos and um I'll, let, let's just put it this way the Bengals had a much more impressive last couple of weeks than the chargers have this game's in cincinnati i don't think three's a lot of points I, I'm, I'm okay with that i'll take the uh, i'll take the Bengals in this one i'll make this my which number do i want to put this out I'll, I'll put this as my two number my two. two cincinnati
1: number two alan sliwa taylor I'm feeling Cincinnati too, as well. Uh-oh! Nobody's making any money on this thing. Where are you going to put them? Cincinnati too. Cincinnati at number two as well. All right, Slee, you're batting going
2: on here. Why are you using my strategy?
1: All <laughs> you're batting lead off here. The football team is Just in Vegas to take on the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders are two-point favorites at home against the football team.
2: Um. I'll make this my I, listen. I don't know how the Raiders walked in on Thanksgiving, a time where we all just kind of forgot about the Raiders, and now here they are sitting six and five. The AFC West is completely clogged up. Um, I'll take the Raiders. It's not a lot of points. I'll make this my uh, I'll make this my big one. I'll go Raiders four.
1: All right, he's got Raiders up at the top. Taylor, what do you got? I've got football team one football team at one i too am going to take the football team i'm going to put them at number two here how about this this is how weird the nfc is yep if the playoffs started this week the football team would it. be in the playoffs that's how weird the bottom half of that nfc is doesn't make a ton of sense i guess there's good news that there are still six games to go last game on the on the docket it's the monday night game it is a very very good monday night game new england who is be they're as hot as anybody in the whole league i think they've won six in a row in Buffalo to take on the Bills who look to kind of right the ship on Thursday against the uh, the Saints on Thursday night. They've got a chance to play here against New England to get back on top of the division. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Taylor, who do you got? I got the Pats in this one at four. Ooh, okay. So he goes Patriots all the way at the top. Alan Sliwa.
2: I want nothing to do with this game. I'll go Bills 1. Uh, I think this is, in my opinion, this is the toughest one to choose between the four games that we got.
1: I'm going to take them at home. I think they win the game. Maybe they kick a field goal late, so I'm going to take the Bills as well. I only have one spot left, so I got them at four, and I really don't care how my picks turn out. I really care how Taylor's picks turn out, and I really care how yours turn out. So let me see what you got here. You guys have... You got two different t- picks.
2: You got two the same, two different. Uh, two different picks and the extremes on both of them. The yep. ones in the four there. Yep, that's gonna
1: that's gonna really. And by the way, Taylor yeah. is in a better spot than than you because if he wins, he only he just gets the one, but you lose four. So it's uh, there's a lot more on the line for it you. Well, the same thing for than, the
2: Raiders and the Washington uh, Football Team. True, true. All right, so.
1: I just need to get out of the cellar, right? If, if I, I told you this is what was going to happen. I told mm-hmm. you that this is how this goes. This entire game was my idea, but somehow I knew how it was going to end anyway, and I'm still in last place.
2: Listen, Trav, um, yeah, sometimes in life there's ups and there's downs and there's certain things that you have to take, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. This might be one of those situations anytime we do the picks. By the way, there's no freaking method. There, there's no magic to this. Every time I pick a game, there are games that we've done, and I'm like, oh, this is those are awful picks. And I end up getting 10. And last week I was walking into the games like I really like these. I didn't get a point, so I don't know what the, Does, the method to the madness is.
1: Stick with the Rams for a second because, yep. you know, it's a 13-point spread, obviously, and that's a ton. Jack, Jacksonville's really bad. They're 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 really bad. Trevor Lawrence has been at his best mediocre, and, and he has not been at his best very often. I would love to see the Rams go in there and put up forty and you know throw a shutout. That would be ideal. But I like like you mentioned, I just don't feel like there's any real win in this for the Rams other than to break the losing streak break the losing streak you kind of hit the reset button but beyond that until I see what they look like against Arizona on Monday night I don't really care what they look like against Jacksonville if they win if they lose that's a totally different conversation
2: can I, can I say this even with you know the, the league is incredibly fascinating right now because every single week we're having trouble trying to figure out okay what what is going on how many games have the Patriots won in a row six Okay, they've won six games in a row or five, whatever it is, right? Um, Chargers and the Bengals, that's a good game. It you is know, a that, game. That, that wasn't a game that you thought much of. Wait a minute, the Raiders have a chance to be in a position to be in the second place in the AFC West. KC is only a game in front of the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. I I, I kind of find, and I know we, we spent a, a ton of time uh, criticizing where the Rams are. Um, the reality is the NFC and the AFC – I don't, I don't know if anybody's ran away with this thing. I, even if you look at the Cardinals, are you sitting back today saying, oh, well, that's the best team in the NFC? I don't think you are. So. I don't
1: think there is a best very team in the NFC. Very interesting. I don't think there's a yeah. the best team in the AFC. The, stick with the Chargers and the Bengals for a second. Mm-hmm. Two very young, very good quarterbacks. you got Joe Burrow and you've got Justin Herbert. And, and it, it's interesting because the quarterbacks that we've known forever are are aging out, right? We saw Drew Brees leave. Both of the Mannings are gone. Uh, Tom Brady's 45 years old, and who knows how long he'll go. Aaron Rodgers just turned 38. Russell yeah, Wilson yeah. looks older. Like the the guy, Roethlisberger looks like he's fossilized at this point. These are the guys that have been the guys for the last 10, 15 years. What about the next wave of guys? Herbert and Burrow are obviously near the top. Is that if we're doing a draft of young quarterbacks, or either one of those two guys your first pick?
2: Man, that's uh. Think about Justin Herbert. The conversation we we're having three, four weeks about him, mm-hmm. three, four weeks ago about him, and I'm not listen. I'm not telling you because you go on a you go through a bad stretch. It's the NFL. He's a second year quarterback in the league. I think everybody thinks that. Obviously, he's got an incredibly promising future. But how quick do just the conversation change? How quick does the conversation change about a quarterback or a franchise? And I think that's actually what makes the NFL so fascinating. Is every single week. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could sit here and pretend like, oh well, this game I could call this game. I call that. Who would have thought the Patriots right now are? I, I think they're if they're not leading the AFC, they're within a half game or a game of, of on top of the AFC. So uh, a lot of these young quarterbacks, I, I, I kind of sit back and uh, to be honest with you, Chav, I I don't know. I mean, it, it could change in the next two three weeks.
1: So here's here's kind of the crop of guys, right? You got Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. You've yep. got Lamar Jackson, who's already got an MVP. I mean, if you're talking about a guy that's already won the trophy, you've got Jamal or no, I'm sorry, uh, Kyler Murray, who yep. has been Josh fantastic. Allen. Josh Allen, Mac Jones is, you know, maybe he's not as fun to watch in the sense like, holy smoke, did you see that? But he's winning a whole bunch of games. Yeah, he's W's got that's Belichick all that matters for sure. Mm-hmm. Which guy do you want? Yeah, you have to pick one. You're starting your franchise. You got first pick. You got to pick one of those guys. Who do you take?
2: Okay, say give me the list one more time.
1: Joe Burrow. Yep. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and Mac Jones. I'd take Lamar. Would you really? Yeah. I I, I I think I, I want to take Lamar because of what we've seen, but let's look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton was the guy and was awesome. But all of a sudden, just the the amount of punishment that he took because he sure. was running so often, yep. it's like when it went south, it really went south. <laughs> it went south in a hurry. So I don't know if I want that running guy. Maybe but- because more of a proven
2: commodity yeah. rather than some of these other guys still, you know, as in proven, as in he's had success I know he's he hasn't tore it up in the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. I
1: need a guy that can move his feet when he has to, but really isn't looking to do it. I still think it's Herbert. Herbert, I think yeah. it's I think it's Herbert because he if he needs to go, he can. I mean, he, he but he's 6 foot 6, he's big, he can stand in that sure. pocket, but if you need to tuck it and get your 8, 9, 10 yards, he's got that gear.
2: You know, the question probably is if Justin Herbert was the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens? Probably a little different. How much different would Justin Herbert look? How much different would – and if Lamar just happened to be with an organization like the Chargers, how much different would his career look?
1: You want to be Joe Flacco or do you want to be Dan Fouts? Because it's kind of what we're talking about, right? Dan Fouts, Hall of Famer, one of the great passers of all time, never got to the Super Bowl, never won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco was Joe Flacco, but he did win the Super Bowl.
2: Did Flacco get paid? Yeah. You You got got paid, right? I'll take Flacco. I'll take Flacco. (laughs) I don't know. Dan Fouts
1: looks like he's got a pretty good life a long way.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of
1: coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. Are you giving stuff away next week, Santa? Slee? Are you? Do you don't have like a, it, a a bag you're going to bring in toys or gifts? To, and yeah. am I eligible?
2: Yeah, don't worry about it. Let's <laughs> just uh, worry about you're part of the show. What happens? Behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, that's my favorite Uh, answer. Here's the here's the funny thing. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) Well, the way Chris was setting it up, it sounded like I I have stuff that I'm bringing in. I I have no idea.
1: You didn't told one of the terms of your employment contract was you need to provide gifts for the listeners in the second week of December.
2: (laughs) That's that's how it goes.
1: It's It's uh, coming out of your
2: paycheck, (laughs) sleep
1: Yeah, exactly. Just and and we're grabbing the
2: and and we're and we're making you pay for ESPN Insider, whether you want it or not. You got that? (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right, so.
1: Here we go. You heard Chris say it there. You can uh, win tickets to see the Nets and the Lakers at James Crypto.com Hart, Arena. Kevin Durant. The biggest the biggest names in the mm-hmm. sports, Lee. We give away a lot of cool stuff, but this is right near the top of the list. And where do you want to go first, Al?
2: So I don't have it on mine. Okay. You you, uh, you pick there, and you then I'll it. have a trivia question. All
1: right. Uh, let's go to Bernardo in Whittier. Bernardo, you are up 1st slee Lee's got a question for you. What's up, Bernardo? How
2: you guys doing? Good. All right, Bernardo. Here we go, man. You ready? So. A lot on the line here. A lot on the line here. Okay. How many Laker Game Sevens have been played at Staples Center? How many Laker game sevens have been played at Staples Center? Give us a number, buddy. How much time do I have? Four, three, two, I wanna say six. One. Ooh. 6 is not the answer buddy. Six Thank you is Bernardo. Not the Thank correct
1: you. answer Bernardo. And not not super far off but uh not the correct answer. All right, let's I, try I it. love One the way.
2: I love the how much time do I have? <laughs> you <get> 3 minutes.
1: <laughs> you can call us back before 12:52. How quickly he can Google. Exactly right. All right, next stop is um let's go to Costa Mesa and Edgar. Edgar, you are up next. How are you feeling today? You feeling lucky, Edgar? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> All right, let's see uh here we go. Which team did Kobe Bryant outscore through 3 quarters at Staples Center?
2: Uh Dallas Mavericks. There you go. My man, there, there it is. You there, there you go. There you go. Edgar,
1: is. congratulations. You get to go see the Lakers and the Nets Christmas night at crypto.com
2: arena. Damn it. We had so many other good questions. We do. I, thought, good I thought that one might, you know, maybe throw him off Here, a little. Here's bit. a good
1: question, Edgar, are you still there? Oh, Emily's already talking to him. Hey, Cuz I want I here's the thing for me. Is he there, Em? can we put him back on real quick? Or did you did we already ah I always want to know who gets the who gets the other ticket, right? Like if if you uh, won if you won a really cool prize, and by the way, if you won a really cool prize publicly, sure, you know now all of a sudden you know who do you take? They could you have to take Lady Slee? Could you take somebody else? Like I don't know your co-host? Could do? How, how does how does that shake out?
2: I think okay, if it was me, it comes down to okay who's going to appreciate this thing? Who wants to be there? You know what I mean? Like I I think. Look, can you take your, if you take your significant under, that's cool. And, and by the way, it'd be a great game to do it. It's a good time. You can make a day of it, whatever the case I think it's a 5 p.m. game. Only problem is, what if they don't care about sports? What well, if they don't care about, you know what I mean? It's a tricky putt. It's a tricky putt because let's,
1: let's play it out. Okay. Does, I, I believe you said this, that Lady Slee is not a huge sports fan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you said, you know, hey, listen, Lady Slee. Trav is a super huge sports fan. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd appreciate it more than you. It isn't. She's she's going to be bothered by that, right?
2: I actually don't think she'd be bothered because if I also throw in a. But listen, <laughs> you and I are going to go do Mastros Steakhouse fantastic dinner we'll do one of those because we'll enjoy it together i think she'll be like okay yeah have a good time
1: yeah maybe, maybe if it's complete indifference towards it it's not as bad but congratulations to edgar from costa mesa for uh winning that prize you ever have you ever won anything what do you mean like in a contest a raffle uh you know a, a pick a number
2: between one and ten with your buddies i don't know anything um one of those type of raffles and contests or, like, calling into a radio show, no. I've, I've never, I've never like won one of those. What about, like, squares at a
1: Super Bowl party? Have you ever won one of those? I have won squares before.
2: Okay. Um, How'd you do? Was it b- little, big,
1: medium? Maybe a couple hundred bucks. That's pretty good.
2: You know, something like that? That's pretty good. Nothing else? i think what else. Never won the lotto? I remember <laughs> when I was a kid. Where was I? I was at some, uh, maybe, like, Raging Waters or one of those places. Okay. And you had to do, you get blindfolded, and you had to guess, Coke or Pepsi. Okay. You, had to you guess did the Pepsi the challenge. I did the Coke or Pepsi, <laughs> and uh, I nailed it. You know, let's just put it that way. I knew the difference. I don't even know what I won. I probably didn't even win anything. You Probably a six pack of Coke or Pepsi, right? <laughs> Whoever was sponsoring it. Yeah, it was the they Pepsi challenge. Saying, By the way, even if it was Pepsi, you guessed Pepsi, and it was Coke, but Coke was sponsored. <laughs> like, you got it. It's Coke again. <laughs> Your six pack of Coke
1: was, was it? Did you had the name which one it was or which one you liked better? Was it blind or you just no? It I like
2: blind. I like number you, B. It was blind and you had to guess which one it was. All
1: right, that's, that's you need to you need to enter more contests. You should start. You should. What are start, your contests? You nothing. have a long list of contests. <laughs> Not a but thing. I need to
2: I need to enter more contests.
1: Yes, you should become a compulsive gambler. You should start getting action on everything. <laughs> like the next car to come around the corner will be red with uh, white walls. I'll give you ten to one. Let you me, should just start something. throwing out
2: random action. Us doing these pick on Sundays, <laughs> I, I look like I'm – there's nothing at stake. Let me just remind people out there. We do this – there's no prize here. I think we're supposed to come up with a prize if a listener wins, if the listeners win. Um, but there's nothing at stake, and I'm like pacing during the Packers – Cardinals game where I have zero affiliation to and no money no money <laughs> that's the other thing there's no money.
1: there's absolutely no action going on all right Lincoln Riley was on with key and he was asked the question you know how quickly can you turn this thing around mm-hmm. you'll hear that answer coming up next plus we got the dump straight ahead it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN
3: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price
1: line all right al so this this was not supposed to be part of the dump but i'm glad we got it remember our caller nick uh i think he was from long beach i think it was um and he was kind of out of breath and i was we just a little worried about him Okay, he, he texted us. This is good. Or okay. I should say uh, tweeted at us. Nick said, I was in fact on my elliptical when I called in earlier today. Combine that with my eternal passion for the Lakers and you get what you got. A bit of delirium as I tried to catch my breath. Thanks for doing what you do. I'm, I'm very glad that he circled back because I was worried about Nick. It sounded like he was hyperventilating.
2: You know what's funny? I thought there was. I thought for a second that I'm like, oh, maybe was the guy nervous? Was he? That makes a lot more sense that he was. Yeah, sometimes people they get on the radio. Maybe they never been on the radio. Maybe that's blown out of proportion. <laughs> but the, the fact that the guy was doing 3.1 miles per hour on his, you know, elliptical <laughs> or treadmill, or whatever he was doing, I feel a lot better about. He that.
1: He also has a hashtag UCSB represent, So I'm assuming Nick, that you're a Gaucho like myself. So fight on ole uh all right Lincoln Riley was on with Key uh this morning and was asked the question hey how quickly after you get here can you turn this thing around
3: college football this day and age there's so many different ways to, to turn over a roster quickly and obviously you know there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes on the on the coaching staff as well and so you know,
1: there's going to be a lot of new faces and so i think the i think the capability can be there very quickly um and then it's about the whole
3: group coming together but i you know, I, I wouldn't have taken this job if, if i didn't feel like there was an opportunity to, to make a quick turnaround
1: okay let me ask you a question now yep what do you think he means when he says there are so many different ways to turn over the roster?
2: Um, I think there's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of folks that will transfer. They'll decommit from where they currently are. And listen, a, a lot of, it's not just college football, but this is momentum riding a wave. This is the hot thing right now. It changed so quick for USC. And would you be surprised or shocked? I'm not telling you that 50 people are going to decommit and they're going to all become Trojans. But I think some major, major student athletes, um, or even somebody that's trying to make a decision right now of where they're going to go play, you know, what university they're going to go to, this will be a wave that rides. And you didn't have that. a week ago or five days ago, whatever the case is, so I think that's what it means.
1: Yeah, well, so many different ways means I ain't playing with these guys. I'm getting new guys. <laughs> I'm going to bring in some of my guys from Oklahoma. All mm-hmm. the recruits that I had in crimson and cream are now going to be in cardinal and gold. I don't don't worry about what's here, guys. I'm bringing in new better players, and we're going to turn this thing fat. Y'all see? You know, we're going to turn the coaching staff around. In other words. I, know, I, I love that answer because I know what I'm doing. I'm bringing in my coaches. I'm bringing in my players, and we're going to turn this thing around fast. I do think I, – I it's the first time I've ever really kind of had this thought pop into my head. I think there does need to be at least a little bit of your foot on the brake in the first year. You do need to give him a little bit of time to understand the lay of the land of both the Pac-12, Southern California, USC – to expect him to come in and go to the Rose Bowl, win the Pac-12, it, could they? Sure, they could. But does the? I don't know if the expectation expectation needs to be Rose Bowl, CFP, t- conference title in year one.
2: Let, let me let me kind of give you, I think would be a, a fair turnaround here. What USC end up? And I'm just, uh, I I don't know under five hundred. They still
1: got one game left with Cal that's coming up, but it's it's it's, it's they're they're nowhere. They're okay. under five hundred.
2: So let's say USC is four and seven right now. One more game to go. Let's say they lose the 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 last one and they're four and eight. Okay, if you go nine and three in your first season. And you didn't get into that big bowl game. You also didn't get into the college football playoff. But you changed it around like that. And all of a sudden, the Coliseum, there's meaningful games there that by the time you get into October and November and these games matter, hey, you and I are going out of our way to talk about this big matchup coming into the Coliseum or SC's got to go on the road. And this, this could be, you know, whether they're still in the hunt for the Pac 12 championship. I think that's what's got to happen. I don't think that's unrealistic, Trav. I mean, I I think if if you think that he's going to come here and get to a college football playoff in his first year, yes, pump the brakes, slow it down. But if you think he's going to instantly turn the program around, they're winning nine games in his first season, Mm -hmm. they have meaningful games when it matters, the Coliseum is packed. That's a pretty damn good year from where you were a year ago.
1: It's going to be more packed than it was last year. They've already sold 1,100 new season ticket packages. And they, they named him coach last weekend.
2: It's Thursday. By the way, smart. Now, look, if, if I'm an SC fan, I'm, I'm going to buy a ticket. Yeah, why not?
1: Because, it, and you, like you just said, and I think that the tickets kind of represent this, if nothing else, there's buzz, there's hope, and there's optimism. There's right? expectations. Th- there's, and, and there's expectations. But I yep. do think the expectations in year one, put it to you this way, if you said, okay, they go 9-3 and three or 9-4, and four, which is far better than what they did now, I don't think there's going to be a hey. We thought we were going to win the Pac-12. I don't think there's going to be this disappointment. It's hey, that's a big step in the right direction. Now let's go take the next step, compete for a Rose Bowl, compete for a national championship.
2: Put it this way: if they went 500, yeah, I would be sitting here like what the hell. Oh, you got to do better than 500. If it's the Pac-12. You know, I, I think that would be a different story. But I, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody thinks that's going to happen.
1: Okay, a aircraft specialists are designing a new private jet that has a retractable sun deck four double rooms a gym and a garage wait there there has to be a, a sun deck like is in i mean we're not doing convertible airplanes now right It's just is it made out of glass where the sun comes in through the roof what are we talking about here
2: all right i don't know uh <laughs> what the hell that means <laughs> I get a little nervous kind of thinking about it um you know i'm I'm not asking for much here when we fly Trav. i don't think you and i ask for too much no. we ask for a little bit you know michael always said this can you imagine if you're, how tall are you? 6'3. Okay, so you're actually a pretty good example. You were saying yesterday that, you know, you want to be by the window because you need space and this and that. Yeah. Can they just give everyone a little more space? Are you asking for too much? <laughs> like, I don't know if I need a sunroof even that's and, uh, too and much. a
1: hot tub. Just, it's a little more space. I need pilots and mechanics that have had plenty of rest and are well paid. That's it. <laughs> That's it. The rest of it is all gravy. If I got a little less leg room, I can deal with it. I need that pilot rested and well paid and I need I, the mechanic is,
2: rested and well paid. That's it. It. Is, it is kind of funny when, you know, somebody's like, "Uh, freaking Wi-Fi doesn't work." I'm like, "Bro, we're literally flying over the ocean. It's okay if the wi is not this, working. This with this airline it's choppy sucks. here.
1: Yeah, it's going to land in the other side of the world in 12 hours safely. You're fine. Relax. <laughs>
2: Everything is do you, good. Do you, like, do you like airplane food? I know that's a random question, but do you are you okay with it? Like, hey, no problem. Whatever I'll comes, it. comes. I mean, yeah,
1: I, I put it this way. I'm not going to devour it. I'll pick at it. I'll <laughs> eat what's there. If I haven't eaten in six hours, I'll eat it.
2: When I did my international flight on the way there, I'm like, oh, this is great. This isn't bad. Hey, it's a good <laughs> step. On my way back, I'm like, I don't even want to see the food. I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't want anybody to talk to me some crackers
1: all right so if people want to start stacking up their minutes by listening to our pod how do they do it
2: all right espn app or on itunes just search travis and sliwa get the full three hours so monday through friday if you don't catch the show live you can catch the show um on the espn app or on itunes all
1: right don't forget you got a chance to win lakers and nets tickets mason and ireland uh sedano and cap as well so listen all day long for your chance to win those tickets it is travis and Slee, seven ten espn we'll see you tomorrow at 10